The Camp David summit is our top story this hour. President Joe Biden working to strengthen ties with Japan and South Korea as the three countries face urgent threats from China and North Korea. CNN's Arlette Sines is at Camp David and CNN's Will Ripley, who covers Asia, is standing by. Uh, Arlette, to you first, how is the president today touting the results of this historic summit? Well, Alex, President Biden is hailing this moment as a historic step, one that is opening the next chapter, the next era of cooperation between the U.S., South Korea and Japan. It was never a given that this trilateral partnership would ever come to fruition. There have been decades of tension and mistrust between South Korea and Japan. But President Biden had worked those relationships on the bilateral level and then also trilaterally with all three leaders, trying to push them to this moment, in part due to the provocative behavior they've seen from North Korea, but also concerns about China's rising influence in the region. But listen to President Biden as he took a victory lap about this moment. If I seem like I'm happy, it's because I am. This has been a great, great meeting. Today, we've made history with the first ever standalone summit between the leaders of our three countries, as well as our commitment to meet together on the leader level annually, not just this year, not next year, forever. And the president praised the political courage, he called it, of both President Yoon and Prime Minister Kishida in coming to this agreement with the U.S. and putting aside some of their many differences. Now, in this uh, Camp David summit, uh, they came up with a few deliverables, in part to strengthen their defense cooperation. That will include annual military drills, as well as uh, cooperating when it comes to mi ballistic missile drills. They also have talked about intelligence uh, sharing agreements, and they're trying to make this an annual summit. Now, one thing that is key here is that this uh, agreement does not amount to what you, we've seen from Article 5 of NATO, which is a, an attack on one is an attack on all. Instead, what they have uh, pledged here is a commitment to consult, arranging a way for these leaders to talk when any security threats are posed against any one country. Part of that includes setting up a three-way hotline for this, these leaders to talk. Of course, Camp David is a, uh, has a long history with high-stakes diplomacy, and President Biden today is hoping to make his mark with this historic first trilateral summit. And Arlette, it does seem that President Biden is being very careful about what he says about China. Yeah, he really is. President Biden said that this summit was not about China, but simply put, so much of the president's efforts when it comes to rallying allies, Good especially afternoon. in the Indo-Pacific, is about finding ways to counter China. Now, he did say that China came up in their discussions and, of course, that they have concerns about some of China's military moves in the region. But the president has gone to great lengths uh, to try to say this wasn't specifically about China. We have heard criticism from China, who has characterized this type of summit as a mini-NATO. That is something that National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan very forcefully pushed back against. And at the very end, President Biden did answer a question that I had asked, and he told me that he is hoping to continue his conversation with Chinese President Xi this coming fall. All right, uh, Arlette signs at Camp David on a very significant day. Arlette, thank you very much. Let's now bring in CNN's senior international correspondent, Will Ripley. Will, you've done such extensive reporting uh, both from North Korea and China. So how are those countries watching this summit? 
well, they're not happy about it. I mean, just the fact that Japan and South Korea, which have this long historical animosity, are now getting this close and working so well together is a sign of how concerned the U.S. and its allies are in the region about North Korea and about China for different reasons. North Korea has been launching a barrage of missiles. Uh, there's word that they're developing their nuclear program at a faster pace than many analysts ever thought was possible. And we could actually see a North Korean ICBM launch, South Korea says, at some point in the coming days. North Korea known to launch missiles as a way to express displeasure and also, of course, gain valuable intelligence about how to get their ICBMs to be more accurate and to travel further. Of course, the ICBMs that North Korea is building now, most experts agree, could probably hit pretty much anywhere in the world, theoretically, with their striking range, certainly anywhere in the mainland United States. China expressing its displeasure in a not as uh, dramatic a way as North Korea is believed to be preparing to do with this possible ICBM launch. They put out a statement uh, at their foreign ministry uh, earlier in the uh, overnight hours here uh, in the U.S., uh, the daytime hours out in Asia. And it said, in part, uh, from the foreign ministry spokesperson, attempts to cobble together various exclusionary groupings and bring block confrontation and military blocks into the Asia Pacific are not going to get support and will only be met with vigilance and opposition from regional countries. And we have seen in turn, a flurry of military activity in this region. You have Russian and Chinese warships in the East China Sea. You have Japan scrambling fighter jets. You have North Korea scrambling fighter jets in response to what they say were U.S. planes encroaching upon their exclusive economic zone. So certainly a troubling, intense time right now uh, in the uh, entire region. And of course, uh, both sides have different reasons why they're suspicious of the other, Alex. Yeah, some very high stakes activity out there. Uh, but Will, can you give us some more context on that growing alignment now between China, North Korea, and Russia? Well, think about it this way. North Korea hermetically sealed their borders at the beginning of the pandemic, and most foreigners are still forbidden from even getting close to North Korea. And of course, North Koreans forbidden from leaving. That's starting to change. But the first foreign groups that were welcomed into Pyongyang just last month on the 27th of July, North Korea's armistice celebrations, it was a very high level de delegation from China, and it was Russia's defense minister, Sergei Shoigo. Now, uh, Kim Jong-un met both of these delegations. He gave them tours of his new weapons that he's developed. He showed them the ICBMs. He showed them brand new North Korean drones that very closely resemble U.S. military models, analysts say. And there is word, uh, either through North Korean state media or other sources, that uh, Russia and North Korea in particular have been talking about increasing their military cooperation, including potentially, Alex, North Korea selling weapons uh, to Russia, perhaps secretly, uh, to, you know, to fuel their war in Ukraine, although there's no hard evidence about that. And also, potentially, this is most troubling to the U.S., Alex, uh, Russia potentially providing missile technology and nuclear technology to the North Koreans, passing them even more information so they can grow their program faster. Yeah, global ramifications. Will Ripley, thanks so much for all of your terrific reporting. Joining me now is the top Democrat on the House China Select Committee, Congressman Raja Krishnamurthy. Uh, Congressman, thank you so much for being with us. We've got lots to discuss on this really important day. I want to first get your reaction to the outcomes of today's summit. Uh, at Camp David. Why is it so important to create this partnership, which in effect counters China? It's a big deal. And I think that um, for those of us, I think perhaps on both sides of the aisle, who've wanted to see Japan and South Korea come closer together, um, this is a watershed moment. Um, obviously, there's the annual trilateral leader summits, uh, the annual military exercises, the hotline that's been set up. Um, but this is very important because the CCP, the Chinese Communist Party, has always uh, included as part of its strategy in terms of its military and economic aggression, 
playing Japan and South Korea off of each other, knowing about their strained past. So for them to come together uh, in a united front with us and our other partners and friends is very important in establishing a rules-based order in the Indo-Pacific region. Congressman, as we were just uh, talking about with Arlette, the president has been downplaying how much this summit is about China. The other uh, two leaders did as well. Would you like to have seen more forceful language in light of some of the growing aggression that we're seeing from Beijing? No, not necessarily. And I think that uh, I think that their comments about uh, the CCP and China are appropriate. Uh, remember, there are other threats as well that we have to worry about. We have to worry about uh, or be concerned about North Korea. Um, also, we have to continue to remember that uh, South Korea and Japan are important partners with regard to the uh, criminal invasion of Ukraine by the Russians. And finally, um, you know, North, South Korea and Japan are very important in, in our um, strategy with regard to supply chains and making them more resilient. So one of the major uh, commitments here is what they're calling a commitment to consult each other when there are these emergencies in the Pacific. The administration is insisting that in no way this is the beginning of a Pacific version of NATO. But do you think that China is going to see it that way? I don't know. Um, but I think what's really important about this commitment to consult is that at least now South Korea and Japan, along with us, will consult with each other in a coordinated fashion with regard to any attack on any of the any of these three countries. And when you couple uh, this particular trilateral engagement with what we've done and the Biden administration has done with regard to AUKUS, as well as the Quad, uh, you're starting to see a lot of our friends and partners and allies in the region come together. And again, that is something that the Chinese Communist Party is very, very concerned about, as they should be, because um, they like to see division between us and our friends and partners um, as they continue with their military and economic aggression. So in light of that, uh, in light of the U.S. growing closer to all those countries uh, that you mentioned, all those alliances that you just mentioned, how do you see China responding, particularly when it comes to those tensions around Taiwan and the South China Sea? Well, I think they're going to continue with their rhetoric. Um, and I think that we saw some interesting comments come from Wang Yi there. Uh, foreign minister today. But in terms of other measures, I'm not sure what they would do. Certainly, they could put, potentially consider economic steps or retaliatory measures. But then again, you know, the Chinese economy is in a tailspin right now. You know, they have 22% youth unemployment. Uh, they're on the verge of deflation. And of course, there's a demographic freefall where their population is falling. And so given all that, I think any types of economic retaliatory measures would be counterproductive in, in helping their own economy. Congressman, we just have a couple moments left, but I have to ask you, uh, in light of the fact that this presidential campaign is fully underway, do you think that this agreement today at Camp David is concrete enough to last if there were a different administration, a Republican administration elected in 2024? Yes, I think that this is something that Democrats and Republicans would welcome, and I think that it's something to sing about. I, I remember President Yoon saying American pie at the last summit uh, out of jubilation at, at their uh, at the last summit. I think it'll be interesting to see if they have a trio singing uh, together, but this is something that I think everyone can applaud.